0: Hey guys, welcome back for another edition of Big Dave's Small Bites, where I combine a mini-podcast with a short blog post to create full multimedia experience. This week, I want to return one last time to my Healthy Happy Hour interview with Dr. Ben Bokikio. As I said before, Dr. Ben has studied health and fitness for nearly 50 years, and he probably knows more about this stuff than anyone. Our interview covered a bunch of Dr. Ben's ideas about health, diet, exercise, and more, and always with his unique perspective on things. One idea of his that I really like, so much so that uh, I actually quoted it in my book, is how health is more than just the absence of disease. He created a, a really cool graphic that illustrates this, and you'll find that graphic in the blog post that accompanies this episode. So take a look at it, and then take a listen as Dr. Ben talks us through it let me just bring up this slide. If I could, this is the one that I mentioned in my, in my book. And I love this idea of illness health. Um, can you just talk us through it a little bit like you did at the. Yeah. You see,
1: uh, I'm, I'm kind of big in the, you know, the low carb USA community and there's a lot of great people involved in that and things like that. And many of them are MDs. Some of them are sur- bariatric surgeons, some of them endocrinologists, uh, some PhDs and stuff. But the doctors, the MDs, I mean, honestly, if you think about what their business is, their business is taking people from illness, diagnosing an illness, and trying to get them to where the labs seem normal or something. Right. What I call that middle of the road, if that, you know, um, speedometer thing, a fuel gauge, I'm sorry, would be in the middle, it would be, uh, I consider that the absence of disease. Your labs are okay. You feel okay. You're not dying. You know, you don't need any super medical treatment maybe a few meds here and there, but I think my whole thing is going from the middle of that absence of disease to health. And I think the aspiration, the, the objective for most people, I really think they want to be healthy. They want to have some vigor, vitality, longevity, you know, not just the absence, absent of disease. So I came up with this little gauge thing. So that's the way I thought about it. Yeah. And I think it's a good way for people to think about it. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what metabolic medicine really is about is the the attainment of health and, you know, optimal, vigorous function. Yeah,
0: I love that. No, I love that because, right, you know, sometimes we think, well, I'm sick, I need something to get better, and we think of a pill or whatever it might be. But um, that idea of metabolic health, you know, just broadens it much, much larger. Now, um, that word metabolism gets thrown around a lot. I've got a slow Mm -hmm. metabolism, I've got a fast metabolism. What in your, your experience or your use of it, um,
1: help define that. Yeah. Okay. That's not a good question because I mean, a lot of people do throw throw the word around and they're afraid of it or they like it or they want to do it. They want a faster metabolism, whatever, but metabolism in the simplest terms that I can envision is all the stuff, all the chemistry, all the pathways, all the shifts, the building up, the breaking down, the energy, the energy utilization, the breaking down of energy, uh, all the stuff that really happens in your body that keeps your body functioning. So uh, you have a rate of metabolism. So it's really the rate of energy that you're using. And that all goes into, what goes into that whole concept is what kind of energy we're using? How are we breaking it down? How are we storing it? And now you know in modern day uh, metabolic dysfunction, how are we storing energy? We, we ha- are taking in so much energy and right. energy that really is metabolically, metabolically taxing, meaning it's hard on the system. There are a lot of leaky parts of it that cause problems. Hmm. So, you know, we're talking about an energy toxicity, which I think Teddy and Dr. Ted Naiman, uh, I think coined that a little bit. And Energy toxicity, meaning we have so much energy that we don't know how to store it healthily and how to use it and how to store it. And then when we overstore it, how do we get rid of it and bring us back to that healthy kind of needle point on the fuel gauge, you know? Yeah. So metabolism is all the stuff, the pathways, the chemistry, all the stuff that goes on to keep, you know, keep you breathing, keep you moving, keep your heart working, keep your cells regenerating, keep your nails growing, keep your bones strong. I mean, you know, everything that happens is really metabolism. That's that's your body chemistry.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's 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 really cool because it brings together and that idea of energy toxicity, I'm not sure I've heard, uh, that one, I know. If I know of Ted Naiman and his work, but um, yeah. it kind of brings together. There's, there's this weird in the low carb world, especially. There's this sort of weird, you know, conflict between the idea of um, thermodynamics. You'll hear the word thermodynamics, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, meaning energy in versus energy out. If I take in a thousand calories, I got to burn a thousand calories by by getting on a treadmill or something. Um, but you know. You say, you know, it's not that simple,
1: right? No, we're not. We are not mechanical machines. In other words, I mean, you conceptually energy in and energy out is vaguely conceptually representative of what goes on. But the energy in doesn't mean what goes in your mouth is food and drink and what comes out as energy being used. That's too, that's an oversimplification, a mechanization of, of a biological machine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. how how I kind of describe it in my understanding is it's not the food that you take in the calories that you take in and the calories that you expend it's what the food that you do does metabolically what does it generate what kind of pathways and, and one of the things that it generates is fuel burning and storing and the other one is when you exercise it's not just how many calories does it take mechanically to perform that exercise over a period of time but what does the imposition of that load and that t- taxation of the muscle system and the support systems, which are all of the systems in your body, what's the load? What, what is the cost of that? So it's not what, what you eat cal- calorically. It's what you, what happens when you eat that, which you eat. And that has to do with what the food is comprised of, how it's stored, how it's utilized things like, what does it do to your hunger? You know, there's a, now we can get into the psychological. This stuff, okay, any of these metabolic disorders, if we think about it, um, obesity, diabetes, you don't catch obesity, you don't catch diabetes, they're not contagious, okay? They are behavioral, depending on your environment and behavior, these things will go on that needle towards health, absence of disease, or in many cases, dysfunction or illness, okay? So what happens, what does the food do to your chemistry, to your metabolism, to the, the stuff going on in your body? And would, for example, would 100 calories of brownies produce the same effect as 100 calories of broccoli? I think almost anybody on the planet would know that that's not the case. Right. And does 100 a, a calories of walking at a slow pace um, correlate down the road to 100 calories of high-intensity exercise done in two minutes? Or, you know, so again, what the, what the muscle exercise really has to do with muscle action what is the muscle stimulation? What is the formulation of that concept and that and that mechanism? How long, how hard, which muscle fibers are you using? We got that muscle fiber chart we'll show in a little bit. Yeah. But that's what, how you tax that muscle fiber system determines what activity and exercise are going to do metabolically, what pathways they're gonna instigate or start, and what kind of food you eat, what kind of food you eat, the amount of food you eat, and the time that you eat it, mm-hmm. all sub um concepts of just eating yeah okay? and they're all critical lots of great stuff there
0: one of my big takeaways from talking to dr ben is this idea that everything we do what we eat how we move is always pushing that needle in one direction or the other i can do a great workout in the morning and start pushing that needle to the right But if I follow that workout with a beer and a cigarette, I'm going to push it right back to the left again. Of course, most of us are somewhere in the middle most of the time. But if we're interested in getting the most out of life in terms of vitality and longevity, vibrancy, it might be helpful to keep Dr. Ben's fuel gauge in mind as we make our day-to-day choices. Well, that's it for this week. Check out my full interview with Dr. Ben on my YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe at UnremarkableBrain.com for all the latest fun, informative content as soon as it becomes available. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk again soon.